<laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lazy boy. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to start this motherfucking podcast off, man. I, I have a thing with saying motherfucker, I realize. Yeah, you always say Jesus fucking Christ, which it mm. makes me cringe a little bit. But Jesus fucking Christ? Yeah. I don't really like that. Why? Because you shouldn't add in fucking when you're talking about Jesus Christ. But what if you're not a Christian? Then don't say Jesus Christ at all. Okay, man. Um, before we start this podcast off, um, we just want to let you know um, you are officially invited to the Mike Sessions Camille Ballou Quarantine Party Yes, Club Quarantine You bitch you Never would have made it Never could have made it Without you I would have lost it all But now I see you were there for it's been a long fucking week, man. Well, babe, we here, man. We're fucking here, you feel me? Never could have made it without you. I'm fighting for my life. I would have lost it all. What more do but you want from me? How you It's Sunday, guys. It really is Sunday. But check, man. I would have never got to this COVID shit if it wasn't for my girl right here with me with her COVID. (laughs) The COVID combined. Talk to these niggas, man. Fucking go, man. Fuck the frail shit. Um, Cause when my coke come in, they gotta use the scale that they weigh the whales with. Carlton's on the Jeep. Bugatti made the total. Kobe, you bitch. You thought you was gonna keep a real nigga down? Huh? Is that what you thought? Niggas over here fucking coughing up their lungs. <laughs> Sneezing up a storm. You know what I mean? We're feeling better today, though. Niggas couldn't taste their food. <laughs> Fuck, we couldn't smell shit. You bitch. On the yacht with our favorite albums. A bad hole in a plate of salmon. Smoking and drinking. Nigga, is you thinking that our fate is valid? I love my nigga for the fact that he real. And nobody on the back of me square. One. And if you facing capital pun, pass me a gun. And I'ma give you 
time to run while rapidly pill on me. That's all we were saying this whole week. Come. <laughs> That's all we were saying, man. We, we still got days to go. <laughs> I learned the game quickly, and I don't like the rent. So when I fly now, bring my cars on the plane with me. In this case, who's the loser? Ran through enough coke for Castro to build schools in Cuba. Fight for my life. Check, 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 check. Man, welcome to the If I Let You Tell It podcast quarantine party. It's your boy Mike Sesh, Mike Fresh, and I have a very special guest in the building, my babe, my queen. You feel me, Camille, motherfucking Baloo? You bitch, you. Hey, hi guys. Welcome back. <laughs> um, glad to be back. Yes. So, um, this podcast right now, man, um, is. Kind of an unorthodox one. We was not preparing to, um, well, nobody prepares to have COVID, but um, we both clearly caught COVID, and right now we are on day five of our quarantine. Um, Yeah, last week was a long week. Uh, Before we get into that story, um, I do want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. I know I was late last week on uploading the podcast, and I apologize for that. Clearly, the reason being is because I was not really in the best of uh, um, spirits. You bitch, you. Um, I was down bad last week, man. Um, and even with that, I still want to try to get shit out. But, you know, at the end of the day, when I was kind of just looking at my computer, I was just like, yo, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I didn't have the energy. I didn't have... I wasn't in the mental space. I was fucking just going through it. So, um, but I made sure that I put it out last week. And so, if you tune in, uh, tune in to the episode I uploaded last week, episode forty-eight. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's with the Grind Podcast. Shout out to the Grind Podcast once again for coming on, AJ and Tyler. And this episode is episode forty-nine of the podcast. And um, today we're going to get into a few uh, topics, man. Um, so, babe, how you feeling? I'm feeling actually better than I have since we got this shit. Today's the one of the better days, so mm-hmm. I'm happy. We can taste again. Right. We can smell a little bit. <laughs> can you smell? Yes. We can smell a little bit more. Um, I get to smell my own shit again. God I know. That was actually kind of nice, though, not, not smelling, mm. you know, your morning breath and shit. No, this nigga was trying to fart next to me. <laughs> Can you smell she thought, it? She thought she can get away with the goddamn <laughs> shit. You know, I can still smell you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, once again, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you can, please subscribe to the Patreon. Check out the Patreon. Um, that's patreon.com slash if I let you tell it. Also, want to thank my babe, actually. Um, she surprised me mm. with a subscription mm-hmm. herself. And she did not have to do that because uh, she couldn't just. <laughs> she can pop yeah. it whenever she wants. Like, <laughs> like nigga already. I gotta got support it. you. Like if I'm supporting, you know, other people, I'm gonna support you. Mm. I'm support your hustle for sure. Big dick energy. Hey, oh God. hey. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Yo. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the Patreon, man. Um, I have some ideas I want to throw in for that. Um, you know, while I'm recovering from this shit and just feeling better, but Definitely exploring some new ideas, some new content to upload for that. And uh, for those that have been on Patreon already, I appreciate you for sticking with it, man. Um, Any support is fucking 
thanked. Is that the word? <laughs> is uh, thanked? <laughs> What's the word for? It's appreciated. Ah, there we go. Yeah, it's appreciated, man. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, shit, I guess we can get into the into like I guess the process of this whole COVID shit of just how we've been experiencing it and you know where we're at with it now. So, um, the way it all kind of started, um, I started feeling sick last Monday. So last week early monday morning um wasn't feeling the best i was actually gonna edit and upload the pod and i just couldn't bring myself to do it mm-hmm. um because the nigga was not really feeling the best um that was on actual labor day and um and then tuesday came and i really wasn't feeling good um so much so that like it was just difficult for me to even get up and like get the kids from school and i still got them from school but thankfully my contact with them was very limited um they they was with their mom that day um so yeah um what about you like in that little time span um monday we were together i was just i was really tired Mm because we had been raging so (laughs) it was also i thought it was just you know i was really exhausted um tuesday i went back to work um (laughs) On the way home from work, I was like, yeah. had the sniffles, you know, didn't really feel too confident in my health. Um, was trying to get a test after work, but that didn't happen. So I got one the following morning um, and I got a rapid test and found out that I was positive. So. <laughs> so um, called you, you were probably the first person i called because right. i was like nigga i'm pretty sure you got it too like you have not been feeling good right um you were like fuck <laughs> and yeah. then you got up and got your test mm-hmm. um and then i had to go home gather my belongings right, right, right. fucking dip <laughs> yeah and we, yeah we just decided i mean thankful i mean we're grateful that we were able to get you know to quarantine together because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people um don't have that opportunity so um that was a, a huge thing because you don't want to infect your loved ones right. like you didn't want to affect your kids and i didn't want to affect my family so um super grateful that we've got to like just quarantine together so mm-hmm. we don't have to expose anymore people. exactly man so when she uh said that she got the positive test I'm like, I was literally like on my deathbed when she called me with that shit. And so I was already like, it's no way in hell. What I'm feeling right now is not COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just thought it was a, a really bad cold. And then, um, yeah, I ended up getting up. I went and got my test. Um, I got, I didn't get the rapid test, but I got the test results back the next day and it was positive. So, um, yeah, currently right now we on lockdown. Up, up in this fucking apartment and we like i said we're on day five and it has been tough it has been it's been really tough but it ain't really been the the, the worst either like i no. guess the worst has been more so just um just the symptoms alone like just kind of the ups and downs with it but what's helped uh, thankfully is that we've been able well both of us are vaccinated that's mm-hmm. one thing yeah so you got what vaccination did you get i got the pfizer you got Pfizer. Big I, I got Moderna. Mm. Um, and I mean, even though like we, we joke around and shit, like obviously this is very serious right. and a lot of people um, 
you know, have not made it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very scary. I would say probably the most scary thing, which is kind of, I think, always been the most scary thing for me about COVID was not necessarily me getting it, but like me, because I feel like you always feel like you're invincible somehow, you know, like, me? but no, me, oh. <laughs> but like just exposing people, right? Because right, 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 right. you're like, fuck, like it's my fault. Like, so my biggest thing was like, I don't want to infect anyone else. And that was probably the main reason why I got the vaccine was mm. so um, I wouldn't infect my family or like expose my family. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I was scared of the vaccine too, but right. it was like, okay, at this point, niggas are dying day mm. by day and right. you know, we don't really have a solution, but this, so fuck it. Exactly. And that was another thing is um, I don't know how this shit would have turned out if we didn't get vaccinated. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, that would have been scary. Because there were moments where we had shortness of breath mm-hmm. or where we had really bad cold chills. Mm-hmm. Um, the You know, even just like that extreme fatigue, mm-hmm. like that going to sleep, like you were hoping that you were going to wake back up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you never know. And I personally, I have heart problems. Yeah. You know, so that was that was the scary part on my part. So anytime like you looked at me and like you see me holding my, putting my hand on my chest, you quit me like baby you all right you all right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like like i said like it was cool that you know since we've been trapped up in here and we still got some more days to go um that we've been able to be each other's aid yeah during it you know so you know i'll do this you do that mm-hmm. and we'll flip flop whatever the case um so man let me just give a fucking round of applause for us man yeah honestly <laughs> it's, like I said, I mean, it's a it's a blessing that we've been able to get this opportunity to do it together because even I think the worst day for me was. Uh, what day was that? Friday? Yeah. Or Thursday when I was over mm-hmm. there with the I had chills bad. And yeah, for like with me being sick, like I feel like I can handle a lot of shit. But when my body starts to ache and I get chills and I'm hot and cold and I'm just like, fuck this. Like, yeah. I was I was not able to do anything. I was just like, babe. And and also rest in peace, man. Rest in peace to everyone who has passed mm-hmm, from COVID mm-hmm. or to anyone whose life is going to be altered because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, like she said, this shit is nothing to play with. It's no game whatsoever. I know that we're we're kind of making light of it because we kind of got through the worst of it on our end. Um, but we're fortunate. But we're very, very, very fortunate. So please still do your research on um you know this whole shit and you know if you decide not to get vaccinated you know that's that's your prerogative um but if you do uh, i mean if i could say anything um just you know just just be be very careful when you walk out man you know stay masked up um you know stay washing your hands wash your ass (laughs) and then wash your hands and then wash your hands (laughs) Use hand sanitizer, man. Um, Take you know, your vitamins. And that goes for us, too. You know, sometimes we could have been a little too reckless mm-hmm. outside, you know, and not have a mask on when we should have. Um, so, you know, it, it can happen to anybody. So we're just fortunate. Now, let's get into a little bit of the fuck shit with this COVID. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Now, the text messaging part. Oh, okay. When you have to tell people that, tell people that you've been around within like that last week or so that they have to go get tested now how does that make you feel (laughs) because that shit was crazy with me so first um telling my family was you know fuck like okay because telling my mom my dad my sister that i was just around um prior that like that previous night 
um, that was insane because, you know, mm. my parents are older. Yeah. But um, telling even people that we were with that weekend, which was like kind of a lot of people, right, right, even right. though we knew all of them, mm-hmm. but it was still like, you know, a group of us. So having to tell them, um, I was, I was talking, well, you had to tell them mm-hmm. actually, but I was talking to Jamie about it. And she was like, I was like, yeah, like I got COVID. Um, and she was like, oh, it must feel like you're sending out <laughs> a, a text like you have an STD, which is also not funny. But I mean, it kind of feels like that. Like, it's like, yo, like you might want to get tested because I just tested positive. Dog. Like, it feels nuts. Dog, I, I, I hit my boy. It's a very man. intimate it, thing. It's very, man. This shit is crazy. I hit my boy up. And this is the thing. I've never had COVID before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I mean, I've been hit with the text before. Like, hey, man. I just tested positive for COVID. You might want to get tested. You know what I mean? And, you know, niggas went and got tested or probably just like, man, I'm good. You know, which is irresponsible still on my Mm -hmm. part. Um, But (laughs) when I sent the message to one of my homies, (laughs) just like, hey, man, you might want to go get tested. I know we was hanging out like a few days ago. Nigga was like, oh, it's good. I already got a test. He was like, but you hit me like you got the clap or something. I was like, oh, my God. That's and I was like, it, I was like, well, this this text message does sound a little clappy, don't it? <laughs> Not a little clappy. It did. I was like, hey man, yeah. hey, sorry to bother you, King. <laughs> but, but, you hey, might want to hey, hit up that. Hey man, sorry to disturb you, <laughs> but you might want to get tested. But you remember last Wednesday? Yeah, you, you remember? You remember that night? You might want to go get tested. I haven't been feeling the best. <laughs> It was like, all right, man, but I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same, also on the same flip side, like I was also thankful, like, yo, man, like niggas was about to be around some loved ones mm-hmm. and was thankful that, you know, niggas was hitting them up and was like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I tested positive. Please go get tested because you just never know how that shit's spreading. I don't want to be responsible for nobody loved one um, going away. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, it is a, it's a, it's a definitely, a, um, it's a, awkward texas in but it's a very responsible texas in well going back to what the fuck i had to, <laughs> to who i had to tell yeah i was supposed to be in fucking tulum right now <laughs> shaking my ass on the beach i'm so happy she <laughs> thank god <laughs> fuck man i was i was dead ass supposed to be in tulum right now um yeah. For my cousin DJ's thirtieth birthday, shout, shout out, out to DJ. DJ. Second time on this pot, fucking <laughs> shout, shout out DJ's DJ, ass. Man. But um, thirtieth birthday, I was supposed to leave on the tenth, so that was actually a, a major reason why I was um, I wasn't feeling well, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. It was like twelve of us that were supposed mm-hmm. to be traveling. I was like, I I don't feel very confident in my health right now. So um, before I go on this trip, I'm gonna make sure you know, like I'm negative and then right. i got it back and it was positive and i was like yeah I, I feel bad for you it sucks you know especially because i had paid for you know my my flight um the airbnb everything and dj if y'all know about zodiac signs he's a virgo so yeah. he had the shit planned down to the fucking t so mm. um <laughs> that shit um definitely threw a wrench in his plans but i don't regret it at all you know like i mm. I, I don't regret not going because um i wouldn't be able to live with myself right. if i went you know knowing right. or not getting tested right um yeah. and just exposing these people um yeah it's just it's not responsible so if you don't feel well 
go get tested. Please go get tested, man. You probably man. have COVID. You bitch, you. Yeah. Um. Also, man, you know, let's in conclusion with with that. I mean, we probably gonna bring up COVID a little bit over the whole fucking podcast, honestly. Um, thankfully we're feeling a lot better mm-hmm. today. If you can hear through our voices, mm-hmm. we're feeling a lot better. We had a lot of tea. We took our vitamins. We did all of that. Drank a lot of water. Let's tell them what, what we did like oh, to kind of feel better. Go ahead. So, um, we also did like Tylenol. We did a lot of tea, mm-hmm. the emergency, um, and what else? Vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty much about it. And, and like a lot of rest, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know for me in the beginning of COVID, we were all like researching, you know, like how to deal with it. And then what, a year and a half later, right. like we actually get it and it's like, Oh, what the fuck do we do? It was so awkward. Yeah, we were just <laughs> like, uh, how do we take care of ourselves? So like having to go back and, um, you know, like in research, like what, what can we like actually do to feel better? But honestly, I think just like a lot of rest and, um, mm-hmm. I think the, the Tylenol helped, um, but you know what? Well, you know what annoyed me the most during this mm. whole shit was the motherfucking food delivery. Fucking oh my! Oh, we yeah. had a nightmare. Check with that this out, shit. man. Yeah. Look, all right. So already thankful. I'm very, 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 very. We're both very thankful mm-hmm. for Jasmine. Yes, uh, Jasmine. For she's been hooking us up. She's been delivering and dropping stuff mm-hmm. off at the door for us. Uh, so shout out you, Jasmine. Let me give you some air yeah, horns. Yeah. She's been the fucking goat. <laughs> right. I also want to give a shout out to Shalisa, um, also Jazz Jackson, and anybody that's that I've been speaking to who's also like just reaching out and saying like you know that they're one call away if they want you know if we need anybody to drop something off. Also, my granny too. Your your granny for sure. (laughs) My mom Mm -hmm. and my sister. um, They're like, how far? 36 miles away yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like whatever you need like well we'll come drop it off but the person that you know has been like here without a doubt for sure is jasmine so yeah. shout out to you jasmine shout sure. out jasmine but back to these goddamn food delivery people you bitch you now i've been a person i've worked in food delivery and stuff like that i did it last year for the most part um and I understand how convenient it is, but also realize how inconvenient it is, man. So these motherfuckers, for one, man, they're very rude. <laughs> and it's also, like, I, I've never had COVID and had to deal with them. You know mm. what I mean? But then also, just like, nigga, order food. You can't get in contact with the restaurant. Motherfuckers are closing anytime soon. You haven't heard anything from the driver. Like, it's just all the different shit. And then if the food do come back to you, it's cold. Like, niggas are... And what was that restaurant? Uh, was it Red Robin? Who, who was it that was no. saying that they can deliver milkshakes to you? Oh, that, that was Red Robin. But if you wanted to order a soda, right. it was like... <laughs> It's a little pack where you can like make your own soda. I was like, what the fuck is this? But no, when it comes to food deliveries, like yeah. what's the wildest like well, I think you told me your wildest food delivery story. What's my my wildest food delivery? Like me delivering the yeah. food? Yeah. Um, mm, I got a few, <laughs> dog. <laughs> it was one it was one where um I was delivering food to this house. And I got there. I think I had like Wendy's or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was a a yard full of fucking dogs, like mm. like no leash, no nothing. And then like I'm reading like the comments, like the delivery comments, and she's like, 
Uh, you might see a bunch of dogs in the yard, but don't worry. They're your friends. <laughs> no. I said, bitch. <laughs> no, they're not. No. They're your friends. Yeah. The mother, because look, when I got out the motherfucking car, these niggas was growling at me. And, look, <laughs> and they did not look friendly at all. You know what I mean? I'm life. Like, this shit was crazy. And so I called her. I'm outside the crib. I'm calling her. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm outside with your food. She was like, please leave that door. <laughs> no fam <laughs> I will leave your shit on the curb Right I don't give a fuck about a tip I'm not going inside this goddamn yard With all of these At least six dogs No Without a leash just in the front Growling. yard Growling No 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 I had that shit happen Um, I had a nigga I don't know <laughs> It's just a few man It's a bunch man I seen somebody get shot Like <laughs> Nigga what <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's you so much. Somebody you got dog. It's so much, man. It, that delivery shit. It's fun. No, I I've delivered food before, um, for like a minute, and I don't really think I had any crazy stories. Mm. But one thing I'll say is I've ordered food before, um, for my parents, and these niggas. It wasn't for me, so mm. I kind of forgot about it. I ordered it for them. These niggas literally dropped it off at the door and did not ring the doorbell. Ain't that the worst? So the food was out there for like thirty. Well, what is your? But when you when, well, when you order food, like what is your like drop off like message? Okay, I feel like okay, I feel like drop off instructions are newer because okay. I I used to deliver back in like two thousand seventeen. So like I oh, feel this <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking veteran in this shit. Okay, right. I think that that this is like a newer thing. So I don't think I left like any like drop off instructions. Mm-hmm. But still, like, can you please let me know the food is out here? And also, I yeah. wasn't familiar with them just putting the food on the ground at first. Like that was a <laughs> new thing for me. So I walked out. I was like, yo, yeah. like what the. I will always try to find like a chair or like some type of like now we'll see that was pre-covid so with covid it's like yeah I just drop my shit here like you know I'll get it like you leave but this was like pre-covid I was like what are you doing because there's a lot of delivery instructions when I was doing it they would say don't ring doorbell don't Mm -hmm. knock on door just leave leave Mm -hmm. it there or just like text text when like they rather me text them when the food is there rather than me ring the doorbell right they normally said because it might be a baby sleep or it might be something like that but me personally man ring my goddamn doorbell man um last week on the podcast episode 48 Mm -hmm. um we was talking about marriage once again on this fucking podcast um we was talking about marriage and i realized how much i was contradicting myself in um the conversation about leaving a legacy but also not uh not caring if someone took my last name or not um and i want to elaborate a little bit on that in this episode um so recently uh well actually before that um so as you know everybody knows um i didn't have the closest relationship with my pops growing up so my uh my attachment to my last name wasn't really the greatest you know so like i just never really cared about being a sessions per se because i grew up around a bunch of griffins coulters and all of that different type of shit so i grew up around other people who were not sessions i was the only sessions that i grew up around so when my dad used to tell me like yo 
you know, your sessions, your sessions is something to be proud of. I'm like, where, where are my fucking horse? <laughs> like, I, did, I just didn't have that attachment to my last name whatsoever, right? Um, recently, when I say recently, I mean like during COVID, <laughs> during my COVID, our COVID, mm-hmm. um, during this quarantine, um, I did something. It's funny because we was we was we watching, watching uh, um, High on the Hog. High on the Hog, yeah. So we were watching <laughs> High on the Hog, and I was like, man, you know, let me get back to trying to like just really research my lineage. I don't think that she knew I was serious when I said that. No. And- <laughs> This, y'all this nigga has i mean it's super dope but we were literally watching it's like on it's it's like on food like a culinary like ancestry thing mm-hmm. but it actually does make you like dive deeper into just like your ancestry and right in, in general and you were like i actually want to know like you know my my family history and i was like okay and then <laughs> i think it just rolled over it was like on his phone for like five hours <laughs> I was like, dog, you're still doing that shit. And he was like putting together his family tree. And I was like, that's dope. I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> and she really just went to sleep. So while she was asleep, I was continuously going through my, my family history. I was going through like different newspaper clippings from the internet. Um, and I was actually piecing shit together pretty mm-hmm. fast. It was kind of impressive. Um, I've tried it before, but I didn't get this far. And so um, one of the things I found out was uh my great great grandfather um his name was clint uh clifford i'm tripping to my clint clifford sessions um he was born in 1899 and he passed away in uh april of 1934 and he actually passed away through a car crash in st paul minnesota um they were living i believe in omaha nebraska at the time or um, around the area, maybe even Kansas City. So it was actually very interesting just seeing like that story. And he died at the age of 34. He was about to be 35. Um, very, very young. Very, very young dude. For that to be like my great, great grandfather. And it was like in a newspaper. And then I'm seeing all these different names, sessions, sessions, sessions in the newspaper. And then I started like looking at other branches of sessions and where they live. And a lot of my history came from Texas. Um, so far as I got with the 1800s we were Mm -hmm. heavily in Texas um and it was just like making me think about just like you know um how how detached I've been from you know my dad's side of the family and how much that's so much a part of me and it made me just want to know even more about that lineage so going back to that whole marriage topic of you know carrying the session's name like when I'm look, I'm reading like all of my um like my great grandpa, my great great grandpa, my great uncle, my, and their kids, they were, and their kids, and they were all war veterans. You know, World War One, World War Two, the Vietnam War, and they were all in the Navy. You know, so that was pretty fucking cool to me. I was like, I didn't know that we had such a a, a heavy presence in the mm-hmm. in the in the wars or in the army. You know what I mean? So not the army, but the military. Um, so it was just like damn you know and then you start seeing a couple pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um you know i'm seeing like my mom's yearbook and my dad's yearbook and i'm seeing them my dad is a freshman on a freshman team in high school like it was just kind of kind of cool you know and it just made me look like damn like i do want Mm -hmm. to have some type of legacy to build Mm -hmm. off of because although i may not have ever known 
many of these people they're still um, a part of you it's still a part of me it's still a part of my lineage it's still and just because i don't really know what sessions is doesn't mean i can't create a new story with my last name mm-hmm. for the generations to come you for know? sure and i feel like it will be doing a disservice to my ancestors of you know being like i don't care if nobody takes my last name mm-hmm. because you know even though it's not a name that was given to, I mean, it was not a name that was, that's derived from where we're from, but, you know, it was obviously given to us by white men, mm-hmm. but still being able to create a new story for that name in, in this country, um, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. So you know, I take all of that shit back. I said last episode with the whole name thing, you're taking my motherfucking last name. <laughs> Long story short. I know you've always been like very um ah, I don't care yeah. and my thing is like I get it I mean you live and you learn but I I was always like I feel the same well I feel a little bit differently so with my last name like yeah. there's not I'm trying to think if there's any more guy blues after us I think mm-hmm. we have like one cousin I think he has sons so they can you know live on like in the legacy but for a minute it was just me and my sister so we were like right fuck like what are we gonna do because i mean Mm. i what like i i love my dad you know like i love my last name um and like you said i think it's very important like even though you might not know or even though Mm -hmm. (laughs) these niggas might have been trash (laughs) like you can always create like you know and something better with this last name so um i love my last name i've been thinking of even like hyphenating it like um because i i do love it but i'm definitely taking like you know your last name like i just Mm. don't know what i'm gonna do with it like if i'm gonna do both Mm. because we do love blue (laughs) we do but no it's it's a real thing though and i'm I'm glad you came to that conclusion because your last name is very important Mm mm-hmm If there's one parent I can count on to answer the phone, it's my mama. Because my daddy don't answer shit. (laughs) You got me on speakerphone? You like far away from the phone? I can't hear you at all. Hello? There we go. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So I was sitting there. One look. One of those little conversations I was having with Camille was sitting on the couch. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Camille. <laughs> oh, my God. Mom, so we were talking about uh, me doing, like, my little... I hope I ain't interrupting you doing anything. I ain't doing shit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we were sitting there, and I was talking about, like, my um my lineage and all of that different type of stuff and how I was researching, and I was finding out, like, just different stuff about, like, my great-great-grandparents and stuff like that. And, um... Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to have my dad kind of like talk a little bit about it on the session side. But um, like even just asking you, like, do you are you curious to like kind of know a little bit more about like your lineage? First, a nigga got to find out who that real daddy is. She said that would be a a little bit different with me and my mama. (laughs) My mama was. She gave me an option of two niggas. Some nigga named uh, 
What was his name? I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Something that just used to pick me up. You remember that? You know how granny is. You remember that? You remember when he picked you up and, t- and bought you some Tito's? How the fuck old was I? Wait, wait, Ma, wait, wait. Just to let you know, I'm recording my podcast right now. <laughs> just like... Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when are you going to tell her that? <laughs> I didn't know she was Oh, no. <laughs> What's hang up in your face? Now, what if granny hear that? <laughs> granny ain't going to hear this. Oh, even God, even if she did, so what? <laughs> Somebody go. I won't bleep it out. Oh my God. Oh yeah, bleep it out, please, mom. I didn't mean that, mom. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, because like, you had to. No, how dare you? No, yeah. I, I, no, the thing is, I thought I, I don't know. I was just talking, and I thought I, would, I don't know. She yeah. said, "How dare you?" Yeah, but, you but, know who your but you. The thing is, you know who your mama is. You can't just call me and ask some random questions. Is it gonna be polite? You know, but I was I was also telling uh telling Camille, I was like, man, all right, so I got like all the way to the 1800s on the session side. I can't even get past Sharon Griffin on, on my mom's side. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different. Right, right, right. I would ask her, I was like, "Yo, Grady, like, hey." Who who was this person's daddy? Mad. She'd be like, oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you asking me, we we all sit around as siblings trying to figure out, okay, who was your daddy? Okay, who was your daddy? So shit a little bit different with us. It's bringing out. See, I, I've been triggered, Michael. I'm, I'm been triggered now right. by them questions. I know, I know. Damn it. Well, my dad wasn't yeah, picking up, so I just I jumped over to you. <laughs> I told him you, you were gonna cuss us out know. again. <laughs> Asking these questions. different on this side, Michael. I wouldn't advise you to call your granny either. No, no. She gonna get mad. I don't know. Don't nobody know who that daddy is, but uh, James. I was like, I was like, granny, granny, what hospital you were born at? I don't fucking know. Right. Right. Like, damn, you don't know where you were born. Like, I can't get nowhere with this. She was born in Mississippi. She was born in Mississippi. Yeah. But that's all she told me. She was like, I was born in Mississippi. Uh, she showed me a picture of her dad, rest in peace. And then, like, you know, and then that's as far as I get. Like, she don't... I mean, you got to think. My mom wasn't raised by her mother. She was raised by her father. Hmm. Um, she had she had me when she was 18. She didn't meet her mother until she was pregnant with me. Right. Um, so it's a lot of stuff she probably don't even know. Because, you know, men aren't as, uh, they don't come forth with, like, things like that as right, far as right, talking right. about they pass or whatever so unless he told her she can remember i don't know how far you're gonna get with that yeah but i feel like i got i feel like if i can get past that with on on our side you know what i mean like the maternal side i feel like we can crack a lot of shit i don't know what we're gonna crack but um you have to ask more than just mom you gotta probably act like uncle jerome mm-hmm. you know uh he no other ones uh would know because they don't have the same father yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uncle Jerome and Mom is the only one left that had that same father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she said she was just working too, be, so. She might remember some things. Uh, what time is it? She, I think she just got to text me, so she might be up and alert. So, mm. good luck with that. 
<laughs> well, I'll let you know how that go. Thank you, mom, for calling. <laughs> for right, tell me that. if you find tell me if you find out some shit I don't know. Hey man, cause know. look, I'm look, I had a whole forty minute convo with my dad. I'm schooling him. I'm like, yeah. So uh, I was like, no, this is your this is your uncle. This is he thinking. He said, that's my granddaddy. I said, no, that's your uncle. This is your granddaddy. Okay. <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, we got a uh, my great 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 grandfather named Harry Sessions. Uh, born in 1857. You like? Wow. You like? How you find that out, Sash? I'm like, <laughs> just I'm out here well, looking. If you, man. Find out who my, if you find out who my pappy was, let me know. I know he rode a motorcycle back in 1970. He rode a motorcycle back in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, I'm ask Granny. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. Like I said, if you find my daddy, let me know. I got some questions too. <laughs> nigga rode a motorcycle off into the sunset. And shit. Nigga, and he bought me some Cheetos. That's all she gave me. So, like I said, and that was years ago. That's when it was fresh in her mind. So she might not even remember that. Oh my God! All right, mom, love you. Thank you. All right, love you too. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright man let me go to a fucking brief intermission man yeah. um, play something real quick cause it is hot as a motherfucking bitch you alright so the song I'm gonna play right now for the intermission is one of my favorite Anthony Hamilton songs on the Coming From Where I'm From album 2003 Since I Sink You You Bitch You Baby 
Once again, that was since I sent you off the coming from where I'm from album. I sound like a motherfucker. <laughs> I just put on my little uh, quiet storm voice. That was Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> Late night. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out my mom once again for tuning in and fucking answering the phone in the fashion that she did. Nice. Um, there's going to be a lot of bleeps on that one. But uh, yo, 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 yo. Also want to talk about you niggas, man. Real quick, real quick, real quick. <clears throat> And I want to address you too. You niggas was not fucking fans of Blues Clues like that. Let's keep it a buck. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've been seeing this little viral video going around of what's his name, Steve, that came back after all these years talking about, hey, you, you're still important to me. Oh my God. I love you. He, what did he say? He was like, he was you like, still look great. He was like, I'm proud of you. I think it might be a bill collector. Let's check it out. What more do you want from me? Welcome to the F.I. Let You Tell the Pocket. <laughs> they always hang up when I die. <laughs> yeah, bitch, you ain't gonna call back, are you? <laughs> this nigga Steve was over here like, oh, hey, you still look great, don't you? He's like, I just want you to know I'm proud of you. Do you think Steve is proud of you? You know what? I... If he is, if he isn't, I mean, because the nigga left us high and fucking dry. But I he remember went to college. I th- we didn't know. Well, we did know, I think. But um, I just remember he was gone one day, and I was like, "Who is this nigga?" Like, I was not happy whatsoever. Mm, Keep going. This is my shit. Yeah. This was Steve. Mm-hmm. Came around your room before you came. <laughs> so I really, I really like. I'm begging you guys, because no, you don't understand. I do understand. I was outside. You know, I was outside. But, but you niggas, don't think this nigga cared? No. This all a fucking uh, just a marketing scheme. Look at here's the thing though, okay? Steve, if it's a marketing scheme, whatever. But how, like, literally for for him to come. To us, and he said it so well with so much did he? poise. He he did because, like, honestly, like I read through all that shit, and I was just like, no, no, no I was no. like, this nigga is doing a really fucking good job at like making us think that this nigga ever really cared. Like, he just has this like spirit about him. I think that's why when he left, we were all like, what the fuck? Like, there's not gonna be another Steve. This is funny because when Steve left, I don't think anybody i was around ever actually gave a fuck <laughs> well where were you during this time babe steve left at what year that somebody well, somebody google it. it's just me and you <laughs> look at when steve left fucking blue schools but i'll tell you this when i got on uh nick was it uh it was nickelodeon but what it was like one of those segments what was it 
was it like one of the little it was the morning show Blue's Clues was a morning show wasn't it yeah it was in the morning so I was just saying like I remember 2002 I think was a transformation who is this guy who is this it went from him to him. He was actually pretty cool from the episodes I saw. I didn't watch this nigga. But let's 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 keep it a buck though, man. Two thousand and two. So I had all like I see a bunch of my home my homegirls. Even some of the homies, some of the homeboys on the timeline talking about who's cutting onions and all of that shit. I'm like, I'm sitting there watching this whole fucking shit that he's doing with a big ass smile on my face, like, alright nigga. No <laughs> you full of shit. It touched me. Hey, the, um, do you think he really went to college? I think he did. <laughs> do, do, you, do you really think he went to college? Here's the thing. For, for, for me, because I heard I'm, something totally I'm different. I'm a little. <laughs> what the fuck did you hear <laughs> about Steve, nigga? <laughs> Look at For me, if he went to college, if he went to jail, whatever. Like, it, it depends on what the nigga went to jail for. But right. I don't care. Look at He came to us and he was like, Look, you guys still matter. I don't care what the fuck you did with your personal life. He's like, You guys still matter. I, it was just nice to see us. It was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It was very refreshing. And it kind of brought us back. I'm just going to speak for everyone who was like triggered. It brought us back to our childhood, you know? No. Because I'm not talking to you, oh. obviously. <laughs> It brought us back to our childhood. Um, I was definitely a Blues Clues like watcher. Um, I was you a fanatic? No, I was a Barney fanatic. I was like fucking rapist. (laughs) I was on Barney heavy. Like Barney was my nigga. Um, but Blues Clues was like I love Blues Clues. Like I don't know, it was fire. And then when this nigga left, I was like. I'm not watching this shit. Like, so him just coming back, it kind of brought me back, to, which is very hard to bring me back to like my childhood years because I'm I'm more like you. Like, I have very like, all right, what the fuck is this, you know? But like that nigga did it for me. Remember when I was talking to you about, um, and I'm only in, I'm only expressing things from my perspective obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so i remember when i was talking to you about uh about sugar free and mm-hmm. about like being in the backyard and how my like that's my, you and your job like how my family is kind of like just deterred me from like super clean fucking content oh let's like, talk about it yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it's like when i've watched like certain tv shows that was like super fucking clean and yeah. just like I always thought that shit was like super fucking corny. whack and corny. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, what, what was that? You say he left in 2002. I was mm-hmm. 12 years old. So at that time, I was definitely watching wrestling. I was yeah. heavy into Stone Cold Steve Austin. That nigga putting the middle finger in people's face and stunning them. So I know damn well niggas that was about to enter their teenage years wasn't sitting around in the morning time, sitting there looking at Blues Clues, well, talking about... We had two totally different upbringings. All right, though. go ahead. Because, like, my upbringing was extremely sheltered. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. extremely to the point where, like, I watched the movie Friday when I was at my goddad's house. Shout out to goddad, my goddaddy Maury. Like, he didn't have any kids at this time. He was mm-hmm. a bachelor. 
and he had like all of his nieces and nephews um at the house and then me and my sister and these niggas put on friday and i was like oh it's like gold <laughs> like yes oh, raunchiness oh wow <laughs> and i was like cl- i was like 12 like i was like a big ass child at this point. but like my my parents were super super strict i mean they had two girls um we lived in compton until i was 12 so it was a very very strict like parenting that they had um that that they had i don't think that that's right i think that there should be an in-between no definitely like i don't think you should overexpose so niggas are not just like fuck like i don't have a childhood but i also think like you um and sheltering your kids too much is like more to their detriment because Mm -hmm. i was definitely that kid that was like oh everything is like you know beautiful and everyone's nice utopia mindset and for me when i realized like Oh, these <laughs> niggas are scandalous. <laughs> I was like, oh, for sure. But let me like, tell you. Yeah. When I was seven years old and niggas was hanging out in the fucking backyard, you know what I'm saying? Niggas had my Uncle Jerome out there on the grill, mm-hmm. me and all of my badass cousins. <laughs> you feel me? Badass cousins. Niggas out there playing dominoes and spades. Mm-hmm. And this shit was playing in the backyard. Nigga. What? Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get out? Oh, what you gonna do, baby? Do you wanna get out? Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get out? Do you think I was quick to rush to watch Blues Clues after this shit, nigga? The fuck out of here. I'd rather give you my BL. I'd rather give you my BL. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. I'd rather give you my BL than to let you breathe on my last bit of no smoke. I'd rather give you my BL tonight. <laughs> and the, the parents didn't give a fuck. No. But the thing, but then again, during this time, all right. So what? This album, I think, was like what, 96, 97, right? So my mom is what fucking like 20, 26 maybe? Mm. <laughs> and how old were you? Six? Did she have you when she was? No, you were older. No, than she her, was huh? younger than that. So she was younger than that. Yeah. So it's just like, nigga. Come what? On. I Come mean, shit back up. Hold on. Me, me, bitch. I love being rich. I want you, but I don't need you. This Let your mama tell you how to make a nigga please you. Not knowing that I'm ten steps ahead of Lisa. And the bullshit she's running going against the grain. What? Sorry. I'd rather give you my BS than I let you breathe. On my last bit of end up smoke. I'd rather give you my BS than I let you breathe again. Breathe again. God, blues clues. Hey, Steve, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Did you see the meme where they were like, which I felt this one too. Um, they were like, all right, Steve did, like, he got his shit off. Mm. Now, AJ and Free, where's our fucking apology? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really though? Like, y'all can't just get up and walk out? Who came after? Terrence and Roxy. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That shit was nasty. No, hey, no, no, we can't do that, man. Okay, Terrence and Roxy I held it met, down. I okay, they I actually met it them. It just wasn't when I went to. I told you about that one time I went to New York mm-hmm. when I was like sixteen or seventeen, and my mom um, was working for like this. <laughs> she's working for this denim company that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't talk about that, but um, they had like this launch party in new york and she brought me with her and um i met them i also met 
what is his name? Wretch? Who the fuck is Wretch? Is it Wretch? I don't know who the fuck Wretch is. Um, Wretch? I, I, I can't remember his, I don't know what his name is. But if you if you Wretch. see him, I think he's with Naughty by Nature, you're going to fucking kill me. Are you talking about Tretch? Tretch. <laughs> 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 it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I met this nigga. I also met my, at the time, was like my f- fucking favorite was Remy Ma. Mm-hmm. But I also met, yeah, them. And I was like, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as Free and AJ. It wasn't. Of course it's not going to be the same from the originals, man. Like, you know what they I mean? They were okay. And then who was after that? Was was Bow Wow after that? Mr. 106 in Park, you bitch, you. <laughs> Shad 106 Moss. in Park was my shit. Like that that was the one thing my parents let me watch. <laughs> well, yeah, it was um a kid show essentially. No, it wasn't. It was, no fucking... it was. It was a show for teenagers. It was. Um but when how old was I when Nelly came out with Shake Your Tail Feather? <laughs> Shake Your Tail Feather was like 03. It was around like 03. 03 04. Oh yeah, I was like 13. Yeah. yeah, I was 13, so he was like 12. 12. Yeah, yeah, because I was still in Compton, so I was 12. You definitely was out there with uh, the fucking, like, the little graffiti shorts. Oh, I was out there with fucking... I, did I have cornrows back then? I, I had Tommy... The, let's talk about Tommy the Clown. No, let's not talk about yeah, Tommy Yeah, Tommy, Tommy the Clown was that guy. I had him at my 10th birthday party. Why'd you have Tommy the Clown at your 10th birthday party? It was a sleepover, and... And Tommy the Clown came? Yeah, we were dancing in the Compton streets, working our our ten year old asses. <laughs> Why did my mom let me do? <laughs> it was amazing yeah. though. I think our pajamas were like graffiti too. Y'all some nasty ass niggas, man. Not no, not your mom. <laughs> All you little fucks that was out there dancing with your graffiti on. Man, oh my god, no! Shout out Tommy the clown, oh, clown. Yeah, for sure. You never I, been to a party with Tommy I, the Clown? I know. I've seen parties with Tommy the Clown. You know what I mean? Like, I, but you never been to one? No. Really? It, I mean, the nigga was right there. Like, I used to like I used well when I used to go to my cousin's house in Long Beach. Like, the nigga used to pull up with his whole little posse, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, it would be like the party across the street, and well, niggas was in the middle of the street anyway, right? Doing the shit. We'd be outside playing mm-hmm. football in the middle of the street, and then like we kind of have <laughs> Here to goes stop this nigga. because this nigga want to do. <laughs> You want fucking to pop locking and shit. Clown dancing. <laughs> fucking middle of the street. Move! <laughs> Are you. Get your ass. Get your old ass out of my fucking way. Wait, I'm, no. on, I'm about to score a touchdown and hear this nigga clown walking in front of me. The fuck out my way, Tommy. Tommy had a whole community, okay? You better put respect on his nigga, name. Nigga, the only Tommy we recognize is Tommy fucking Pickles. No, Tommy the Clown was that nigga. Um. I think I found his Instagram page not too long ago. Did you? Yeah. All right. So um, I want to ask you this question. Right. Um, if somebody made you, well, if somebody, nigga, me, if I made you a playlist, do you think that's a love language, or do you think making somebody a playlist is a love language? Because I see that a lot when people saying that it is a love language, but would that be a love language for you? Um, well, you have made me a playlist. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think that that's adorable and it's definitely a love language. Um, it's something that is your love language. Like I'm not going to make a playlist for you. (laughs) Why? (laughs) 
first of all, like, no. Like, it's just, it's not something that I would do. Like, you know my love languages, like, how I show my, mm-hmm. like, affection. And it's just, like, that's not one of them. You know what I mean? Like, you like making playlists. You make playlists all the time. So, you making me a playlist was definitely something that um, I enjoy. I still go back and and listen to it, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of forgot about it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. oh, my God. That, no, but that playlist was actually, like, even the, the creativity and, like, the name and the image, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. That was one of the little things that sold you. Yeah, it mm. was. It was. And it was also a lot of music because you're an R&B head and, yeah. you know, I'm. I, I'm getting more into it. I know a lot of R&B, but preferably I like to listen to rap. Um, but I'm definitely changing. So but... why do you get mad at me? Hmm. All right, if you say that you're not an R&B head, and you tell me this all the time that you're not an R&B head. I make fun of R&B and, niggas. No, no, but I'm saying, though, <laughs> if I say, if I put on an Anthony Hamilton song, and be like, oh, what you know about this? And you'd be like, I, I do know about this. Okay. You always think that you know everything about music and nobody else knows but you. And all this. I'm like, you literally told me you don't listen to R&B like that. But here's the thing is that I know, just off the top of my head, I know a lot of music. Like, I've heard a lot of music and it resonates with me. So, like, mm. I know a lot of, like, Anthony Hamilton just off the back. Do I know, like, in the name of the song off the off the dome no Mm -hmm. but like i know this song you know but is that what i'm gonna play when i'm driving to work or when i'm getting in the shower in the morning you should i should maybe but but (laughs) just naturally i've always played just like high energy music high energy music because i'm already you know me like i'm already Mm. super chill like Mm. i'm super chill so like when i get ready in the morning me listening to r&b nigga i'm probably gonna get like in my bag of like I want to go back to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I need some like high energy, like, you know, music to get me going. But, um, you like to work out to high energy music. Oh yeah. I'm not, we talked about this. I'm not working out to <laughs> R&B, nigga. Why? No. That should be getting me in my bag. I don't, because I also like cardio though. So like. You can work out to fucking Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try it, but it's just not something I'm interested in. I guess when I'm, like, this is going to sound nuts, but I guess when I work out and I'm probably like doing like a bench press or something, like I wouldn't mind, like, actually, let me just paint the picture for for you niggas out there. So <clears throat> I go to the gym because right, I'm already telling you right now, I work out to R&B, but I wouldn't mind if I like just like pulled up to like the little bench press real quick. You feel me? Oh God, I'm scared. And then just, you know what I mean? Oh Jesus. Pick up the little steel bar. Put the plates on it. You feel me? No, don't do that again. <laughs> hey. And then you can get like a nice rep in like. <laughs> You're such an R&B nigga. This is what I'm talking about. Look. Because then look. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Because then... <clears throat> When you when you listening to this shit and you kind of like scan the room a little bit. No, don't ever scan the room with this playing. It's in your headphones. Don't do so it. You scanning and you see a cute little chick over there in the corner. She got her little little tights on. And she might turn to look at you when you got this playing. You lick your lips a little bit and then you lay right back down on the bench. 
do some more reps. Has this ever worked for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like this is all in your head. <laughs> Hey. This is the perfect music to get some dumbbells to just. I just don't get it. I don't. I make fun of um, you, you know Josh. Yeah. I used to make fun of him before you about always listening to R and B music. Like, Why? Him and I would be in the car, right? And we'll be driving to like go see my cousin Amber in Palmdale, which is like a long ass drive. Yeah, and I'm is. just like, all right, nigga, like, <laughs> when are you gonna turn this shit off? And he, like, that's just all he listens to. Mm-hmm. He like loves R&B, but um, you've definitely made me like get more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I hardly ever listen to rap now. But even getting back to the whole um, the topic of making a playlist for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so. I do feel like it's a love language, but it also goes with um, it's the reason I feel like it's a love language is because it's not something that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, well, I guess depending on who the person is on the other side, if you're a casual music listener, it might be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I think it's an art to it because you kind of have to know who you're dealing with and who mm-hmm. who's listening on the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. I personally like to put music on a playlist that you probably never heard. That's what you did for me. Yeah. Because, like, when I first listened to it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? This is why I hate R&B. Right. But, like, now I know all these songs, and you'll even be like, what the fuck you know about this? I'm like, this is on my playlist. Like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> no, but, but for real, though, because what's the point of making a playlist with a bunch of songs mm-hmm. they've already heard? Mm-hmm. You know, um, unless you probably just making them a playlist for a party or some shit. But... I like to make music. Well, not make music. Here we go. Thirst it again. This nigga thinks he makes music. <laughs> I like to make playlists with music that you've never heard before, or I assume you never heard before. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I have to also gauge um, what your music taste might be. Mm-hmm. And at the time I made that playlist, I didn't really hear you listen to too much music, so I didn't really know. I could just kind of gauge off of our conversations. So that for me like so if somebody made me not somebody you mm-hmm. made me a playlist and i was like rocking with like a bunch of the shit on there i'm like all right because that feels like you studied me mm-hmm. to the point where you feel like he will probably like something like mm-hmm. this and then also going back to um introducing somebody to a new song like um people got to realize that's an art to that where it's like um motherfuckers like to just be like hey man just such and such just came out with this new song just be like play it and then the shit sucks bad because they don't know how to introduce a new song to you mm-hmm. and i've realized that a lot of people do that like you'd be like hey man this new song came out you should check this out and people that's why i don't open links when mm-hmm. people send me music i don't open links because mm-hmm. a lot of the shit i'll open be like this shit sucks mm-hmm. but i don't say that to them right but it's like you gotta know kind of like my music palette so, like, mm-hmm. maybe find another song by that artist where maybe the keys are a little higher on this mm-hmm. and that, and then kind of introduce me in that way. And so when, like, it comes to you, I try to introduce you to certain things based on what your palette may already be mm-hmm. and then go off of that. And then by then, the rest of the work will handle itself because now you like, okay, Isaiah Rashad. For yeah, example, I was going to say that um, 
So I'm a casual music listener, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I feel like my my taste is like okay. Um, mm. but you got a great taste in music. Yeah, like I feel like I definitely like. Uh, I don't feel like I don't like anybody that you don't really play. Like yeah. I like you. You've definitely put me onto Isaiah Rashad because I probably heard like maybe one or two. Of course, like him on like other shit. But um, like just his songs, I probably heard like a one or two of his songs prior. Mm-hmm. But like this album, like we play all the time. Mm-hmm. I play just like alone all the time. Like mm-hmm. um, you've definitely put me on to like him. I'm trying to think of who else you probably put me on to. You, you, you've definitely like opened up my world with like music because I was definitely mm-hmm. kind of just in this like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm the type of person I will listen to some shit over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again until I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. So like I think when I met you, I was definitely listening to like Brent Fias very heavy mm-hmm. and also T Grizzly very heavy. Oh, and God. we talked about this. Ah! We, we we talked about this um actually the day I met you and you were like so you like don't listen to any like R&B music and I was like no. <laughs> and you were like why? And at the time I was dealing with a lot um so mm. I I was actually listening to a lot of gospel too like during mm. that time. I I do love gospel music. Um it was just making me cry a lot. Yeah, I don't so. think that that was probably the the space that you probably wanted to be in was mad R&B shit. And 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 that's yeah. what I said. I was like it makes me feel things that I don't necessarily want to feel right now like my I think the time I met you a little <laughs> bit under a month before my best friend had just passed away. Um my grandma had passed away that year like I was just getting out of a relationship prior that year so it was like I don't want to listen to no fucking R and B. Like, <laughs> bitch. Some Lord some help. people do like they you know like to listen to that to like get through it. But my ways yeah. of like coping was just like I'm about to play some ratchet ass shit and some nigga that says fuck the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, like that's how I was like getting through it. So um, you were, you just kind of looked at me and was like okay, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because the, like I guess the wit, and I think that I mean nothing. I know that everybody listens to music differently and mm-hmm. everybody inter internalized music differently. Like for me, when I'm in my sad bag, I'm also just, I'm very fucking emo. Mm-hmm. So, and you like being sad and crying. Hey man, being sad is fucking lit. For, I, look, look, for you. <laughs> well, yeah, for, for me, but also just like, I'm, yeah, <laughs> for me. But it's like when I'm feeling really sad, I'm also very dramatic. So it was like you are. when when I'm sad, like I have to like I'm gonna close all the blinds. It better not be raining that day too. And I'm really getting really, in my bag. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> Hold on, man. Wait, 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 wait. See, you already mentioned Brent, right? <sighs> so we're gonna have a little fun right now. So once again, audience, listeners, people, supporters. If it's raining outside and I'm sad, say Camille fucking pissed me off, right? <laughs> and I storm in this apartment, slam the door. I'm soaking wet because of rain. I'm kicking off my shoes. I turn on these little colored lights. <laughs> Are you guys seeing how dramatic he is? <laughs> <laughs> and then this shit comes on? Oh, you bitch. <laughs> Why? Oh, my God. I'm in bliss. Brent is that nigga. 
no, this shit right here. And I've never really been a big Brent fan, but the last few records he's been dropping, I've been really fucking with. But back to my point. Ah, oh, you gonna have to You can't even sit in peace. Cause all of these niggas be on you. Lord have mercy, I'm not for the best. I'm just saying I can be. Yeah. The one that you call and you talk to, girl. I'll share my world with you. If you're gonna waste your time, don't waste your time with me. By this point, I'm already in the shower, just fucking just crying my eyes out. Tears coming down and the fucking Who's giving you all you need? Don't waste your time with me. This nigga had the nerve to bring the certified lover boy on this album. You bitch! Then I imagine me getting out the shower, drying my body. I'm gonna go to my phone. What do you see? I knew it. <laughs> you see two missed calls. Two missed calls from your babe. You see a text message. Please just call me when you call me when you're available. I swear, none of this is ever real. <laughs> and then I'm gonna look at the phone. And I'm gonna just go right back to the shower. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the real certified lover boy? I can't even turn that song off. I have to hurry up and just shut that shit off, man. Shout out Brent, man. Yes. I definitely want to make you feel. I want to make you feel anguish when, like, you make me feel sad. Like, no, you gonna sit there and wait. I ain't even gonna hit you back. Let, I it, think, let it get late. Mm, do you do that too? What is that? Is that something? Oh, you toxic? do it? Yeah. Oh, like well. if, if someone pisses, <laughs> <laughs> like if someone pisses me off, let them wait. Let yeah, them sit in that shit. You gotta sit in your shit a little bit, man. I want you to think I'm out here doing something. No. Yeah, like you know what I mean. I might turn my location off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I turn my location off and shit and then <laughs> get a call FaceTime at like 11 13 p.m. And what am I? I'm just sitting right here on the couch. And she'd be like, Hey, I'm like, Yo, what you doing? I called you, I texted you. Yeah, I know. I'm done. You want to be an R&B like music video so bad. You want your life to be an R&B music video. And this is why <laughs> this people is why that what? listen to R&B all the time <laughs> get on my nerves. <laughs> R&B music, man. R&B music is just like. It's a beautiful thing. It just, it just, it. The thing is, I feel like R&B really paints the story of how a lot of motherfuckers really act behind closed doors mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like sure. and like with rap music a lot of niggas put on a lot of facades mm-hmm. and just like fuck that bitch mm-hmm. be over here nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. man y'all niggas be over there going crazy when that girl ain't hitting you back yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like i just like r&b and also just like you know the style of the music but um i just think that uh there's a certain like skill level with r&b that you have to have a, obviously you don't have to have with rap mm-hmm. like Cause if you can't sing, you can. Well, these days you can kind of get away with it if you can just really get a cool melody. But for the most part, you have to have a real talent of singing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't make an R and B record. 
Niggas gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Like, turn this shit off. You could probably get away with it like a Drake kind of like thing. Oh, that type of shit. Babe, you can sing a lot better than that. Oh, okay. Your 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 voice is actually not bad. Hmm. You can kind of. I think you could probably get away with it a little bit better than him. Um, well, let's let's tell the truth about a lot of you niggas out there, man. I want y'all to hear me and hear me well, okay? You rappers. And I'm tired of making a whole excuse of, oh, man, it's just a new generation thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, these niggas you know, ain't for me and shit mm-hmm. like that. You niggas suck. Yeah, y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> y'all hey, niggas suck. Hey, I look, 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 look. Because I, I was always telling, like, the homies would tell me, because, you know, a lot of niggas listen to some of the other shit. Well, I'd say other shit because I'm not trying to single out any type of sound or nothing like that. We but, know who you're talking about. No, it just be some of the shit that come out and I'll be like, and then niggas look at me like, yeah, listen to this shit, man. This shit hard. I'm like, okay. But if it's like, what the fuck is this supposed to do for me? Like, this shit sucks. It don't it don't make me raise out my seat. It don't make me be like, hey, wait, run that back. Who's that again? Mm-hmm, A lot of mm-hmm. that shit don't make me. And I felt like, um, maybe I could just be overcritical. Um, shut up! No. <laughs> I told you, you have. It's not a bad thing, but you just have like a bougie music taste. Hmm. Like you like the the best of the best, which sounds insane. But if you think about it, it's really not because a lot of us listen to a lot of like bullshit when when we go out or if we're like partying. Like if you really think about it, like this shit is kind of trash. But like you literally will not put up with it. <laughs> I literally <laughs> You're like no. Well. It, and I'm not no different than a lot of people who my age who who I know are really are really into like music. into music mm-hmm. but also really appreciate the new generation rap shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like all the littles and all that shit. You know, the young niggas and all that shit. Um so I don't think that my taste is even like superior than theirs or nothing like that. Um But you don't listen to those niggas? I don't. But I'm just I'm just saying more so I just I I appreciate it when there were A and R's and there were like artist development days. Mm-hmm. Whereas like not everybody can just enter the motherfucking mm-hmm. industry. You know what I mean? No, like, that's a fact. Like you know what I mean? If you was talented, like you know what I mean, they was gonna make a star out of you, mm-hmm. or at least try. Mm-hmm. And now you don't really need an A and R. You don't need a middleman. You could just make a fucking. I can mm-hmm. literally. I have a microphone right here. I have a computer. If I wanted to, doesn't mean it's gonna work. But if I wanted to, I can make a rap song today, upload it today, and it might blow up tomorrow. But a lot of these niggas even say, like, it's not even, like, they don't but, care about music. But that's what I'm saying. And, and also, that's the problem because they're just yeah. like, I'm just in it. Like, I know how to get fans. I know how to make a crowd go. Here's the thing, though. You can be really good at, at making music, but, like, your stage performance also adds to it. Um, personally, I love Drake's music, um, except this last fucking album. Um, but I, I've seen him live and it, I won't like, I'm not going to see him live again. I have Mm -hmm. no desire to, you know? And, and that's a, that's a tricky one because Drake is a person who, um, even though he, he, he makes music for the casual listener, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? He's he's built his career on making music for the masses we're never going to get no fucking woke album from Drake. No. We're never going to get no over political album from Drake. No. Nor nor should we want to get that from Drake. I I would not want that <laughs> at all. Um and that's fine. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own lane. However, like that's the difference between like niggas like a Drake or like a nigga that just like literally is just trying to get in for a check mm-hmm. and making these songs because 
what what happens is when you flood the market with a lot of lackluster shit, it becomes kind of the norm. And I think that's kind of what's been happening. It's become the norm. I hate sounding like that nigga, but well, fuck it, I don't care anymore. But it's all of this shit sounds like the norm. So when you have like a lot of a lot of niggas are casual music listeners. They're mm-hmm. not listening for a certain type of uh, patterns. They're not listen, listening for like certain bridges. They're just listening just to probably have fun and shit like that, mm-hmm. right? Background music. But at the end of the day, man, it's just like even the party songs back in the day were just like it had a little bit more mm-hmm. structure to Niggas it, a little bit more, more formatted. Yeah, like and I think that's songwriting the and problem. All that. Like even with Drake, like Drake is now like he is he does make music for more casual like and listeners. Mm-hmm. However, Drake has been because I've followed him since like I'm sure a lot of us like um, since Degrassi, right? Like this mm-hmm. nigga has. He, I know, like, he really loves music. Like, right. he was really like, no, I'm going to make it with this shit. This nigga didn't even graduate high school because he was mm-hmm. like, and his mom's an educator. He was like, no, I'm doing music. Like, mm-hmm. he actually has a love for it. And you can see it. And I think that's why even with this last album, we were like, what the fuck is this? Because you can tell he didn't give a fuck on his album. Yeah, like, he was literally like, fuck it. And it's like, we know when you're when you don't care. Um, and, and I'm also a person where, like, I listen to... One thing I do is I'm a casual, like, music listener when it comes to, like... I'm not really into, like, I guess, like, the... I don't know, like, what kind of, like, instruments or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like lyrics. So I do pay attention to lyrics. And if... Like, one thing with Isaiah Rashad that we were talking about is, like, I like his music, but, like, nigga, what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) And that drives me crazy because, like, I love to know, like, what the fuck these niggas are talking about. So I like, I love rappers like Cole. I love rappers like Drake. Um, Even, like, Kendrick and Kanye can kind of... Some Kendrick can sometimes get into some shit where I'm like, nigga, what? Top of but the like- morning, top of the morning, <laughs> top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Let's get this shit. Let's, Let's get, get this shit. shit. Let's get this shit. Hey, Kendrick, don't ever do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like I love like listening to the lyrics. So I think that's also why I love rap is because um I love like just picking apart like especially like storytelling and stuff Mm. when it comes to R&B like yeah that's cool but I think it comes with like I don't really like to be just in my feelings a lot. I'm the opposite. I know. I'm the opposite when it comes to taking in music. Mm -hmm. I like to hear I like first I always look to instrumentation first. Mm -hmm. I like to listen like the words I'll catch on later to um and I think that's probably more of a bonus if I go back to the words and I'm like, damn, this shit is immaculate. Mm-hmm. But what's going to always keep me there is going to be the instrumentation. Mm. So if it's like if I know like certain chords is coming in and I know that at this part of the song, you're going to hear some drums mm-hmm. like that's what I look to first. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm like a lot of these songs, I guess I just don't care for because it it's all the same fucking beat, the mm-hmm. same repetitive fucking cycles, mm-hmm. repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Um and then I also, and then, and then on top of that, I don't fucking care for the lyrics. The mm-hmm. niggas can't rap. I don't even care for like, cause the rap pattern is off. Like mm-hmm. it just sounds like a bunch of shit, but also don't want to, like, once again, I don't care. Yeah. These niggas are trash. It, and look, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, I'm telling you right now, you've been a hundred percent from the field. You've been a hundred percent from the field. Section eighty, Good Kid, Mad City, Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, 
um, Overly Dedicated, Kendrick Lamar EP, Untitled Unmastered, Black Panther soundtrack. You've literally been 100 yeah. fucking percent from the field. You have never made a bad project. Um, and I don't think that you will use this opportunity as your last TDE album to make a bad project. But let me tell you again, if I ever hear, hold on, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's, hmm. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm. Like what these niggas on like? Yeah, I'm sorry, it, it goes for me. Oh, that's your shit? Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> I really don't see anything Whoa. wrong with it. That, I mean, what song was that? Um, Range Brothers. Album. Range Brothers. Yeah, and that album, I mean, that was probably the most lit part of the songs that we listened to. No, it was that one song on the album that I really liked. I forgot, Which one? I forgot what it was, but I remember I was bopping my head crazy to it. Um, um, so shit, man. Let me get some motherfucking air horns real quick. Uh, my dad was supposed to fucking call in, but uh. He's busy having a great ass yeah, time. Yeah, he said he was having a good time. I saw that nigga's over there smiling and shit. Um, and we're going to get into this black owned business segment. And uh, then we're going to get the fuck out of here and um, go back and uh, sit on a bed. Lay on this bed. <laughs> <laughs> you feel. Black. Black, black, Another black. Good fucking pile. Thank you, babe. Black on black, black. Yeah. Hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black bitch. Black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 the black owned business I want to shout out today is Bleeding Gums Murphy. You know what I mean? Instagram is B G U M S M U R P H. So there's a whole gallery of, of very unique prints, custom prints. She's very fucking talented, friend of the show, actually. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely tap in with her website. That's gideonsgallery.art. That's G-I-D-E-O-N-S-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y dot art. Very fucking dope art pieces, man. She got shit with Kobe. She got shit with Khalees. MF Doom. You know what I mean? So definitely tap in. Amazing artists. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep supporting. And yeah, man. Check it out. Bleaking Gums Murphy. Right. Yeah, that's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for my cue. Okay, um, so I'm here to give um, shout out to my um, cousin Joshua. He has a um, events business. It's called J E M Events. He um, is a wedding guru and event planner. Um, he actually, since I I do makeup, and he has um, hit me up with some weddings to do like a makeup for. Um, he does a great job. He's super passionate about it. I'll, I'll say that like he has extreme passion for like just event planning, weddings in particular, um, and just really bringing like the whole event to life. Um, 
he you can find him at j dot e dot m underscore oh wait j dot e dot m dot underscore event and like i said um he says he's a wedding guru and event planner and he's a very passionate he's gonna take your event very seriously and um he's good at what he does so hit him up he's la based as well you bitch you Oh, buddy, hush, man. So, babe, once again, man, this has been the If I Let You Fucking Tell the Podcast, episode 49. Next week will be episode 50. Oh, I'm so late. proud of you. Let me get the fucking air. Ah! It's fucking insane. Well, keep this shit going, man. Keep this train going. Uh, pause. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god Episode fucking 49 But um Once again babe Thank you for fucking tapping in with me man Of course Um I couldn't Really get any other guests I know (laughs) This is by default guys (laughs) (laughs) I mean unless Unless a nigga got on Zoom But You know Niggas can Niggas try to avoid that as much as possible But Yeah thank you It was time It was time for it to just be me and you on the pod (laughs) Another round Yeah Hold on Actually, so guys, since we're feeling a lot better, yeah, we're about to go in there and take some tequila shots. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> just keep what it transparent. What the fuck are we else? What are we trans- supposed to do? Yeah, hey man, um, what do you? Where can they find you on Instagram? Um, Mill Monroe. So that's M I L L M O N R O E underscore. Milman Row underscore. And please make sure to follow the podcast page. That's the podcast for you on Instagram. Um, you can also follow me at the music homie. If you cannot spell the music homie, I do not encourage you to follow me. Um, I just don't want anybody that can't spell to follow me. Don't want um, that energy. Don't look me up. Don't like my pics. Don't just leave me alone. You know. <laughs> But um, also, man, love to all the people that have been tuning in to the podcast over the last few months. Last year, actually. I can say the year. Hey. The last year, man. Um, like I said, niggas going to continue to keep going. Um, and, yeah, man, we're just going we're gonna to talk more about everything and, you know, see how everything plan- pans out. But, man, this has been the If I Let You Tell It podcast. Also, make sure, please, tap into the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash if I let you tell it. Um, I'm going to continue to put additional content up there. Um Niggas is niggas been dealing with some shit, but you know we're gonna work through it. And then um, yeah, man, just thank you guys, man. So uh, you have any lasting words you want to tell people? Just stay safe, everyone. Wear your mask, take your vitamins, and wash your motherfucking hands. You bitch, you. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. I'm fighting for my life. If I let you tell the podcast, episode 49, you bitch you.